Hello, my name is Edgar King and I am the lead pastor of Trinity Vineyard Church in Akuru. I am so grateful that you are um, tuning into our podcast today. Head over to our Facebook page and see some of the information that you may need if you're in Akuru and you'd like to join us. Nonetheless, we will still be on live for those who are unable to join us in person. Thank you very much. I hope this uh, installation of talks today will be a blessing to you. Good morning. Good morning. I don't seem to be excited as though you've been in the presence of the Lord. Good morning once more. Good morning, good to see each and every one of you. Allow me to remove my mask. I know it's not uh, going against the COVID protocols, but uh, I'll be speaking here all by myself as you guys are down there. So um, I'm great to see each and every one of you. Thank you, Pastor Edgar, uh, Pastor George, and the team for just leading us well in worship and praise. Haven't they done a good job? We can give a round of applause to the Lord for them. We for the good work that they've done. Uh, my name is George Oyogo. I'm currently the lead pastor of Mavuno Nakuru. Before coming to Nakuru, I was a kid's pastor somewhere in Nairobi, also just in a Mavuno church. And today, I, I mean, it's going to be a, a kind of interactive uh, for me and for you guys also. As you know, I mean, in the kids' church, we interact with the children. So at some point, I'll ask us to be a bit interactive and not removing of masks, but just talking to each other so that at least uh, we, can, we can just uh, proceed on with the sermon. Like I said, I mean, thank you, Pastor Edgar, uh, for giving me this invitation just to come and be part of this wonderful community. It's always an honor just to come and be uh, with this community, just to fellowship together with you guys and just to enjoy the ministration of the Lord that is coming from you guys. So, I mean, my family is not with me today. I'm married to one woman. Uh, I mean, uh, between us, God has blessed us uh, with two children. My eldest is 26. Um, yeah, somebody's saying, wow, I mean, he looks young. No, I don't, I'm not young, it's just the, the good body that God has given me. I mean, uh, I mean yeah, I mean, uh, my daughter, uh, who is the youngest, is turning 24 tomorrow. Uh, man, a lot of pressure uh, with this uh, birthday thing. So tomorrow we'll, we'll just try to figure out what we'll be doing with her. But then the other side of, my, of, of Nakuru, just trying to handle some things uh, in Mavuno Nakuru. As, uh, as I'm on this other end, just trying to uh, bring the word of God to us. And I pray that all of us are going to be blessed uh, with the word of God. I was told, I mean, it's a new month, the first day of the new month, I was told there's no unnecessarily a, 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 what you call a sermon series that you guys have been going through that I could have picked up from. I was just told to share uh, from my heart and today I just feel uh, uh, something, I just need to share with us something that I call own identity. I mean, just trying to bring us back to at the heart of God, what God really expects of us to uh, be like and, 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 and something like that. So I, uh, I pray that God is just going to open our hearts, even as we'll be talking about our identity, that we're going to find our identity or, or even recognize that who we are in God. And, and some, 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 some of us probably it's because, I mean, uh, there, there's been some, some worst things in our lives that we even don't know who we really are in God. And so even as we are starting our sermon series, our sermon today, not sermon series, rather, our sermon today, I just want to ask us a question. 
when you hear of these words, and I would ask uh, whoever is on the projection not to put up uh, whatever I'm going to be asking uh, before the guys uh, in the room uh, just try to guess and tell me what that is. Uh, so that at least you can continue moving. Like I said, it's going to be interactive, uh, so you can shout out the answer uh, to this question, or you can, uh, I don't know, I don't know whether you have a mic, but then you can just shout out uh, that answer. When you hear the word, especially those of us who are in Kenya, when you hear the word, what, what, what comes into your mind? What comes into your mind when you hear the word Tuaweza? What comes into your mind? Any Kenyan who's been here longer enough, what comes into your mind? Uh, I said we are going to be interactive. Anyone, any thoughts? Uh, yes, shout it out. Ah, you must have seen something behind there. Ah, you guys on the projection team. Yes, it's Safaricom. When you hear, okay, you can now project it up there for us to see. When you hear the word to Aweza, it's like a slogan for Safaricom. When you hear the word to Aweza, you just... I mean, immediately it comes to you that this is Safaricom. Another word that probably some of us don't know, and I know it's okay when those of us who are not Kenyans can, can guess this, when you hear the word, uh, just do it, uh, just do it. What, what comes into your mind? What? Okay, Nike, I mean, you guys, I mean, I told you, even those who are not Kenyans can get this. Uh, and another one is that when you hear this word, I mean, open happiness. Open happiness, what do you think comes into your mind? What is it that comes into your mind? Open happiness, open happiness. Coca-Cola, yes, I mean, you guys are bright, man. I wish I would put on something that you guys didn't do. Yes, you, you can just imagine about Coca-Cola. When you hear the word uh, open happiness, you just Coca-Cola just comes into your mind. And when you hear this word, you need it, we've got it. Ah, Kenyans, you can't let me down on this. You need it, we've got it. Nakumat, good. I mean, <laughs> you need it, you've got it. I mean, former Nakumat supermarket, that was their slogan. You need it, we've got it. I mean, it's like they had almost everything that we needed. And the last one, I, I hope everybody will get this. And I hope we can just shout it out, each and every one of us. The pride of Africa, when you hear that word, what comes into your mind? Kenya Airways, clap for yourself. I mean, you guys are wonderful students. I mean, yes, when you hear the word pride of Africa, you just imagine uh, what comes to your mind is Kenya Airways. And I could go on and on and on about the brands of different organizations. But what often I have often wondered is, what if the global church could have like a slogan? What would that slogan be? How could that slogan read? And like I said again, I mean, we are going to be interacting one to another. Probably can share with your neighbor what you think that slogan would be. How, the, how would that slogan read like? The global church. What would the slogan of the global church be? In a minute or two, you can share with your neighbor, and then probably you're going to uh, sample a few of, of, of the answers that you've given and just proceed with the sermon. I mean, share with your neighbors, uh, with your neighbor, what the global uh, slogan of the church would be uh, were it to be there. Those of us who have neighbors probably can you can just go next to somebody who is there next to you and just try to share with them what you think the global uh, church, if they would have a slogan, what the slogan would read or what it would be like. 
Okay, I mean, let's sample a few uh, of, of, of the answers that probably we said. Uh, a gentleman here before me, what, what could that slogan read like? Jesus? Jesus' worldview, wow, amazing. I mean, that could be the, the slogan for the global church. Uh, I mean, you guys are talking over here. What would that slogan read like? One heart, one mind. One heart, one mind. I mean, I love it. One heart, one mind. Um, anybody else that had a slogan that is different from the ones that you shared? Good, none of us. I mean, thank you for those of us who've just given their answers. When you think uh, of the church or Christians, uh, those of us who are here, what jumps out into your mind? What jumps into your mind? What perceptions do we have when we say, or, or rather when we hear people talk about church? What perceptions comes into our mind? I mean, as I was just trying to think through and just to interact with a couple of people, here are some of the things that they said uh, when they hear the word church or Christians. These, these are some of the things that they said. But uh, uh, those, those people are irrelevant and confused. When they hear about church, when they hear about Christians, they say that those people seem to be irrelevant and confused. Some of them told me that the church is after your money, but they never give back to the society. That we, all we do is just amass and amass and amass for ourselves. We never care about what's happening out there in the society. Some of them say that Christians are hypocritical. They're telling you to do this other, this thing and they're doing this thing. I mean, it's like they're drinking, uh, preaching water and they're drinking wine. They're, these guys are hypocritical. Instead of, of, of instructing you on how to go, they're the ones who are going on another different direction. Some of them were like, what? Church? What are they? Who are they? I mean, where are they? I mean, what is church? It's like they are questioning, what is church? Some of them are like, these guys are very judgmental and very negative towards other people. When they hear about church, when they hear about Christianity, this was like, they, these guys are very judgmental. Some of them that were like, the church is very oppressive. They have too many rules. They have too many rules that we can't even match up to. And the last one that probably some of them uh, told you is like, uh, the church is intolerant. The church is intolerant about other religions. They do not care about other religions. It's all about them that they matter. These things, I hear them more often even as I interact with people out there. Some of us feel that this is a stereotyping of the church. This is stereotyping of the Christians. And we feel that some of them are being kind of unfair to what we know we are all about. And I can say with a lot of confidence that not all Christians are hypocritical. Not all Christians are judgmental. Not all Christians are, are confused the way they were saying. I know that even inside here, we know that there's some, uh, some, some, some people organizations or even supporting the less fortunate. I know that we know how some good people who are giving towards the education of some people, who are giving to us the offers, who are helping other organizations even to help other people out there that are in need. And so I also just want to agree that some of us are not like that. And it's very uh, unfair for us to be judged or to be clamped together with other people who are not doing what needs to be done. That said, the truth is that the world today is getting increasingly suspicious of the church and the Christians themselves. 
The world is always becoming suspicious of the church and also of the Christians themselves. And we, well, sometimes we just need to make some adjustments here and there or we do something bad and, and the world will come crashing onto us and start judging us for a simple mistake probably that somebody is going to do out there. And well, some maybe, just maybe, that is why we find it difficult to find our identity as a community and even as an individual because we are so focused on self. We are only thinking about ourselves. Many of us here have an idea of what Scripture tells us to do. Many of us here know what the Scripture tells us what to do. But many of us don't even do what the Scripture tells us to do. Only sometimes we don't even want to do what the Scripture tells us to do. We choose not to do that because we are thinking about ourselves. We are looking at ourselves and we are saying, that doesn't apply to me. I ain't going to do that. And so today, I want us to turn with me in our Bibles. We are just going to be looking at a conversation that Jesus had with an, uh, somebody called an expert of the law uh, in the book of John 10 from verse 25, around 36 there. And I'm going to be reading from the New Living Translation. I'm going to be reading from the New Living Translation, John chapter 10 from verse 25 to 36. And this is a, a conversation that, that Jesus had uh, with one religious expert and, 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 and the, the, the expert just came to Jesus asking the question and he was like trying to test uh, Jesus, trying to see his view in as far as obligations of the law uh, that they lived by were. And, and, and this And this is what Jesus asked the religious leader in verse 
that's why we can't even build our physical world. Simply because the church today, you and me, is not our identity. It's not of who we are. Just like the earth part, most of us think that the responsibility of life is based on geography. It is not based on geography. Jesus cuts along and, and puts away all limitations and tells us uh, in the story that we don't just need to love those who are near to us geographically, but we should become our neighbors, keepers, or even love others who are farthest from us so that we can walk with them, so that we can love with them, so that we can meet the needs that they have. Then we become their neighbor in that way. This love that we are talking about has a past on humanity. It's a basic way of all humanity. It's not limited to any proximity. It's a love that transcends every other space in this earth. Love the labor of the